All politicians, without exception, use propaganda and punishment as a double-edged knife to wound uh, their opponents. Uh, so it's not a question of when or if, but how these instruments are used. Uh, I reckon Adolf Hitler, who used both levers viciously, uh, from vengeful murders to Jablisian untruths, is at one uh, extreme end of the spectrum. No wonder he met a, a vicious end. At the opposite end are leaders like Nelson Mandela, who were calm, subtle and moderate uh, in deploying propaganda and punishment. Small wonder that uh, Mandela enjoys near uh, immortality. Now, politics mimics physics with every action instigating an equal and opposite reaction. If a politician pummels too hard, he runs the risk of creating an uh, underdog's halo around his opponent, which ironically often revives a, a fading politician's fortunes. Still not fully convinced, are you? Well, here are four examples from today's politics, not some uh, artifact of uh, distant history. Nawaz Sharif's repeated returns to power in Pakistan. What about uh, Jeremy Corbyn's uh, miraculous lift in last year's uh, UK polls? Or Mahathir Mohammed's and Anwar Ibrahim's upset uh, win in Malaysia? And Lula's astonishing bounce in Brazil? But then why peep over our borders when perhaps the most stunning resurrection of a persecuted politician happened on our soil? Remember how uh, Indira Gandhi was in political oblivion after her resounding post-emergency defeat in 1977? But then the uh, Janata government committed a cardinal uh, political sin. Within two months of being in uh, office, it uh, pulled out Justice J.C. Shah, a former Chief Justice of India, from retirement to inquire into the excesses uh, committed during the emergency. Indira, along with her son Sanjay Gandhi and political aide uh, Pranab Mukherjee, uh, disputed the legality of the commission and refused uh, to take oath. Justice Shah lost his cool and reprimanded her. A bumbling government then arrested Indira amidst screaming newspaper headlines. She was jailed, uh, but the flimsy charges were dismissed in court. This was her V moment, uh, as she was pronounced not guilty. She rode an elephant to Belchi, an obscure village in Bihar where 11 Dalits had been shot and burnt alive. Then she took her most audacious plunge, standing uh, for a by-election from Chikmagalur uh, in Karnataka, coining that uh, mesmerizing Ek Sherni Solangur Chikmagalur Bhai Chikmagalur, uh, which simply means one lioness uh, versus hundreds of monkeys. This is uh, the battle of Chikmagalur. She won. Uh, but then the government used its brute majority to expel her from parliament. Her popularity just soared, leading to a landslide victory in the 1980 general elections. She won 353 seats uh, out of 542 in Lok Sabha. The world's biggest political comeback ever had just occurred. Now, uh, under Prime Minister Modi, while there has been no Shah Commission like uh, a mass public trial, his government could be making the error of using excessive uh, primetime propaganda against its principal political opponent, Rahul Gandhi, uh, trying to make him the fall guy for everything, everything. Here are uh, a few egregious examples to, to prove that point. Now, India was convulsed by the collapse of the PDP-BJP government in the highly vulnerable and combustible state of Jammu and Kashmir. Uh, and also, on that very day, 
500 miles away in the capital, a chief minister had put the lieutenant governor under siege, another unprecedented political event. But what was on primetime news that evening? Did Rahul Gandhi and ally use Rohit Vemula as a prop? This diatribe was inspired by Vemula's mother uh, talking about the promised assistance of about 15 lakh rupees from IUML. She had not even named Rahul Gandhi at all. Yet hours of uh, primetime television news were used to make Rahul Gandhi the fall guy. Now look at uh, on the day that uh, Nirav Modi was tracked down in UK uh, and CBI finally reached out uh, to Interpol. The propaganda show that evening was, was Rahul's visit to Vajpayee a political stunt? Now see what happened uh, on the day of the big political drama in Karnataka when the governor surreptitiously tried to install a minority uh, BJP government while the Congress uh, knocked at the Supreme Court in an unprecedented uh, midnight hearing. There was also huge uh, negligence which was unearthed in the uh, the tragic uh, uh, flyover collapse in Varanasi which killed several people. Now on, uh, on a day of such big political news, what was the primetime propaganda show? Rahul Gandhi draws park analogy to judiciary. All Rahul uh, had said was uh, four judges of Supreme Court come out in public uh, and seek support. They are under pressure. They are being forced. This happens under dictatorships. This happens in Pakistan. That's all he said. Once again, real news had to be damned because Rahul had to be made the fall guy. And now, Uh, Look what happened on the day that the Congress nearly created uh, an upset in Gujarat. Uh, Responsible news outfits dug into the poll data to come up with fairly fascinating electoral insights. For instance, um, 49 Gujarat seats uh, had changed hands, 41 of which were in uh, rural areas. But primetime TV was focused on Rahul Gandhi went to watch Star Wars at a cinema hall in Delhi. Can you even believe that. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, there are a million such examples, dozens of them every day, in which primetime TV shows don't focus uh, on the big news of the day, but they try to invent uh, something utterly silly uh, to make Rahul Gandhi the fall guy. What they ignore is that such an excessive propaganda misadventure. Uh, could backfire as it ends up giving the halo of the political underdog to its hapless victim. Beware, my friends, beware the lessons of political history.